This podcast may contain offensive content. You have been warned. podcast i am your host and dm johnny and today we are bringing to you a magic owl adventure for tales from troll skull now a couple of things to get into before we start up the episode is one this is going to be a two for a double episode there's going to be one launched tonight and then our halloween special launched tomorrow uh just logistics of getting things all lined up but it's going to be double back to back saturday and sunday and you get two adventures for one weekend secondly the seventh season of the diecast podcast the shadow menace is going to start on tuesday november 9th and then we will get them out every tuesday after that so everyone can enjoy it before we get into the show i just want to remind everybody you can find us on twitter at diecast podcast you can find us on our own website at www.flyinglizardstudio.com and on any apps that play a podcast you get your spotify your itunes your google play you can find us there if you leave a rating review, it helps us out so much, and we would love you forever for it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for listening, thank you for sticking around, and thank you for coming back for this Magic Owl adventure for Tales from Troll Skull. Now, it is the end of the month, it is Halloween time, and it's also almost November 1st, which means... Uh, something is going to happen that uh, I'm a big fan of. I partook in it myself. It was such a great time. The Storytelling Collective November session is going to start. It used to be known as something called the RPG Workshop, but it is now called the Storytelling Collective, and they are an awesome group of people coming together to teach people how to create D&D adventures, TTRPG adventures, and it is such a great thing to do i joined their summer session in 2020 and it was such an amazing time to it's such a like just a fun group to be a part of it's got something for everybody if you're new and want to learn how to do uh, how to write ttrpg adventures this has something for you if you are a seasoned and grizzled veteran for writing DD ventures this has something for you this will teach you to hone your skills it'll teach you something new make you think about things in a way you've never thought of before and if you're just kind of in the middle of the road it's got something for everybody i highly highly recommend you check them out now because they've changed the things a little bit uh they just don't teach only uh dnd uh, fifth edition adventure writing they've got a path for call of cthulhu they got their dnd 5e path and they've got their general path just for people who want to do things for uh publishing platforms like on drive through rpg and not just the dms guild they've got something so if you've got an idea for a game or you got an idea for an adventure they have a place for you to foster and create and grow it. It is such a great, great time. Now, uh, the registration is open right now. You can go to storytellingcollective.com and you will find all the registration information there. Uh, you can also, 
if you're interested, take a free preview of the different paths to see what the lessons and the resources they have to offer you. So if you're still not sure and you want to see what they're all about, they have a nice little preview offer for you. Again, I have such high regard for this. It was such a great time. So if you're even thinking about signing up and creating, or if you're even thinking about writing your own D&D adventure or your own uh, TTRPG adventure, this is such a good foundation to start from. It will put in such good basics, such good fundamentals that once you learn the rules, you can develop it, you can practice it, and then you can start breaking the rules and making your own new uh, adventures. It is so, so good. I highly, I can't say enough good things about it. I'll probably be talking about it well into November. Uh, so there it is. The Storytelling Collective. Check it out. Storytellingcollective.com. Give it a look. Uh, they have such uh, amazing writers. Um, Ashley Warren, the uh, founded in 2018. And if you recognize the name, it's because she's done things like the Uncaged Anthology, which if you have not checked that on DMs Guild, do it now. Uh, the Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Oh, hey, uh, I happen to be playing in a nice little private game with a couple of friends doing that right now. Uh, you can also check out her work in Legend Lore and Hecna. So they have the experience. They have the knowledge and they have such a fantastic staff of people to help you out, answer questions, help you out with problems, develop ideas. It's so, so good. It's so inclusive. It is so just, it's that good old community feeling where it's like, oh, everyone here is awesome and everyone here is, is here to help each other out. I cannot say enough good things about it. So again, if you are thinking about writing a D&D adventure or a TTRPG adventure, storytellingcollective.com that will set you up it is 35 dollars to register and it is such an amazing cost for what you get out of it go sign up go do it right now it is so so good uh that is it for me we are coming back tales from troll skull today halloween tomorrow and then season seven coming back next week i love you all wear a mask get vaccinated and don't forget to tell the people in your life how you feel about them. That is it for me. I'll see you next week. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diecast Podcast, Tales from Troll Skull, a brand new adventure for everybody, where we are kind of doing our own little Justice League as we are merging the groups together today with a mishmash, a myriad of characters to come together and tell another story in the city of Waterdeep. So I'm going to go around the caches to reintroduce everybody to the players in the characters. So I'm going to go via our Discord top left and over uh please introduce yourself and say as much or as little about your character as you wish and we have the wonderful aqua gem playing elspeth the wonderful sweetest half elven bard hi everyone i'm aqua gem aka leslie i play elspeth flintforge the half elf bard um who is just so excited to be here constantly and it just lives in that state <laughs> Thank you very much. And we'll go right next to the panel is Babs, who's playing Eleanor the Druid, who's had some Magic Owl adventures already. That's right. Hi, everyone. I'm Babs, and I'm playing Eleanor the Human Druid. And now at level four, she's joined the Circle of the Land. Ooh, so good. So good. 
Caster Druids are awesome. All right, and just below Babs, longtime super fan since season one, we are proud to welcome Cat Waterflam to come in. <laughs> You're uh, the only one, the only one who gets to call me that. <laughs> uh, could come on in as a character in the Troll Skull Adventures Tales from Troll Skull. Cat, please introduce yourself and your character. I am Cat Waterflame. Um, I am playing a Warforge cleric. Um, they have they have some issues. It'll, we'll get into it. It's fine. <laughs> And to round it out, uh, from the brunch crew, we have Kaylin playing Bucket, the most civil ordinance law enthous- enthusiast warforged as well, who just has that coding locked in of Waterdeep local laws. Uh, Kaylin, introduce yourself, please. I am Kaylin, or K9. Um, I'm going to be playing Bucket Bolts, the warforged rune knight. Nice. Nice. Love it. This is going to be so good. Two Warforged together. It's going to be cool. We probably could not be more different, and I'm very excited for it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this, we open up the scene in Troll Skull Manor. It is the morning time. It is quite busy. It's been about, we'll say about three weeks since the Magic Owl adventure uh, has been happening. We'll say that the the Stargazer journey is happening right now concurrently while y'all are in uh in the bar or in the the manor and you all got uh uh i just forgot the name of my marley that's right i'll cut that part out thank you sorry about that (laughs) Uh, nice to know you're human yeah (laughs) it's like wait a minute rolodex file Uh, Mm -hmm. okay uh uh, marley has sent you uh an invitation um she wants to keep it on the down low and for something that was supposed to be more subterfuge, more under, under the table stuff, the, the invitation was quite large and colorful. I uh, had a little prestidigitation, minor illusion effect when you got the little card stock card, like little poofs of blue and red, like come to a secret meeting poof, poof, poof. Uh, at the manor, the usual place dress discreetly for a prompt 9am meeting. Uh, so you are there at eight, 45 roughly in the morning time the breakfast rush is happening again and for those who are familiar with troll skull manor lif is cooking up those sticky buns once more as sugar and cinnamon and icing just come wafting over they kind of just overpower the the eggs benny the bacon the coffee the juices the fruit spreads it is a wonderful setup as you find yourselves in the usual meeting room but the cast of characters has changed slightly from your previous adventures, and you are all just mixing around. So if you wish to talk and interact, now's the time to do it. Elspeth has absolutely already had two of those sticky buns and has completely hopped up on them and has been walking around, like, stage whispering, I'm here for the secret meeting, wank. The meeting, right? Aye. Yeah, Bucket, um has basically been here since opening, because if you're not early, you're late. He's <laughs> dressed normally in his normal armor, um, and he walked up to uh, Lyft at the bar, presented the invitation, and said, I'm here for the meeting. 
uh, you see the invitation go wafting, almost like levitating, like, like there's almost like an invisible thread as it dangles, and it actually lands right next to Elfspith's table where uh, a plate of sticky buns is well on the way to being finished. Ooh, another one. That's and just I like mine. I sit down at the table, and I turn to Elspeth, and I go, I'm here for the meeting. Right, the meeting. Right. Aye. Is it just us, then? And uh, Eleanor probably walks in. She's reviewing notes. She's been uh, still looking into the magic all, uh, Jojen's uh, whole dilemma, and uh, still gathering scientific data so she's reviewing that as she sort of enters the room elspeth what's your passive perception 15 15 that is enough you actually catch a glance of eleanor's notes and you see her talk they see there's lots of references to golden glowy eyes oh wait a minute are you have you been looking into like uh Oh, this is going to sound weird, but like all the like uh, people with glowing eyes. I've met I met one. Well, that's not true. Well, I didn't exactly meet them, I guess, but I've definitely run into a few of them. Oh, and Eleanor will look up from her notes and uh, look over Elspeth. Oh, um, hold on. Hold that thought. And she'll uh, procure a clean one. It's like, I would love to get your field experience of this. Uh, you met uh, several individuals with this ailment? Well, uh, here's the thing. As, like We went through the forest and there were some bees, right? And then we met, oh my God, we met this beautiful witch. Her name was Wendy. She was the most beautiful, lovely. She had glowing like hair, and but she lived in a big poison mushroom. And she's got a couple of sisters that are not so nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is all in the Enchanted Forest. And then we went to the falls and we met the Druids. The Druids were not good. And they told us to get the gnolls. We thought the gnolls were the problem. They thought they were naughty gnolls, but they're not naughty gnolls. They're just regular gnolls, but they were infected by ticks. Right. And everyone kept telling us about the ticks, and, and we were just like, oh, regular ticks, just, you know, roll were up your boots. the ticks the problem? The ticks were the problem. Oh. Well, they were sort of infected ticks, but it, and that's what was making the gnolls turn, like, evil and devil worship. But then we also met this uh, man named Calico, who I was really sad that he, he wasn't an actual cat. And uh, he had been, uh, he'd had, like, his soul sucked out from, like, uh, meeting the the DM, what was the name of the monster? Oh. Nothing. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, the, uh, it, the, it, the, the thing in the darkness, essentially. Uh, yeah. The, it's, the faceless it's, one. Right. That's, that's the name of it. The faceless one. He had come to face to face with the faceless one, and that had made like that had done something to him. That made that's his eyes the blow. only one with the golden eyes. Well, but then when we after we rescued the gnolls and we're trying to get away from Harker's Falls, when we look back, there were mm-hmm. so many glowing eyes as we were leaving. But we didn't stay to find out if you know what I mean. Like we didn't stick around. Oh, well, no, I wouldn't expect you to. It seems like you maybe don't have. I mean, I'm sure you're perfectly capable in the field, but maybe not on the research front. 
Right, very capable, but n- no, no for no good for like. I mean, I am a bard and I do write things down occasionally and try and like keep track of things, but not in like a research way. You're, yeah, you're yeah, kind yeah. of right. That. That's that's totally fine. This is good info. I'm. I'll definitely. You know, I wrote down the calico's name, the faceless ones. That's important, especially. Very important. Everyone yeah. told us to stay away. It actually came right by Wendy's cottage when we were staying there, and everything it touched died in the night. But then we found some giant bones, and we thought maybe the bones were like the, the problem. No, we thought maybe it was like a love story, like their 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 mate had died and then they turned like bad. Oh. But I don't know. Hmm. I, I just think that's romantic. It is at this point you see a Warforge come walking in again with one of those invitations just kind of lightly hovering off of her palms. Little puffs of red and blue fireworks going poof, 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 poof. Looks very confused. Um, not sure if, if they've been here before or not, um, just kind of walks in and just starts looking around. I start waving my invitation. I'm like, over here. Hello. Meeting. Walk over to you. Well, hello. I believe I'm supposed to be here. Well, we've all got the same invitation, so I, I, I would say this is the meeting. I don't know who's called us. You are suddenly interrupted by a loud saxophone. It's like, wah! A very jazzy, sultry. Clearly, uh, Elspeth, your, show, your, your, your presenter, your showmanship t- t- uh, t- senses tingle off. Someone's got a, a musical illusion happening. You see the lights just in the area dim magically as you look over and you see Marley just leaning against the doorway. She's got this long red velvet gown that goes all the way down with like a long train. She's got big black feathery shoulders, a large hat with just like ostentatious white feathering coming up, probably adding an extra two and a half feet to her actual height. She's got this femme fatale makeup on one of those long extended cigarette uh, smoker holders, but there's actually, it smells like lavender. It's not an actual tobacco cigarette. As she just takes one giant dragon, blue smoke comes out. She says, my darlings, I'm so glad you're here today. We have mystery abound. Are you all willing to engage in some espionage subterfuge? Wah! I am here for the secret meeting. If I must. Elspeth is gobsmacked. You look fabulous. Oh, my God. You see the lights immediately come up and she's kind of blushing. She's like, oh, thank you. As one show person to another, I respect the art of a presentation. Now, for legal reasons, I must take my leave. But at least I wanted to look appropriate for the brief occasion. For those who are familiar... Your contact today, if asked officially, is nobody. You've come here for sticky buns. And delicious sticky buns they were. But for the real mission, as she turns, and you just see in the corner, very Strider Aragon style, the 
long robe, pale blue robe with yellow stars and moons on it that go all the way down. The conical wizard hat that's kind of just like floofed over just through use. Uh, kind of like long, slightly curly, slightly straight long hair and just kind of like smoking on a magical pipe. But instead of like a, a match, it's just his thumb with a little bit of flame sticks it into the top of the pipe. And it's like, that's right. It's another Magic Al adventure. Oh, God. Elsner is like delighted. <laughs> Uh, Bucket stands up, uh, turns to um, turns to her and is like, "Smoking is bad for you," and then walks just straight over to Magical Al or Magic Al. Um, says, "Smoking is bad for you. I'm here for the secret mission," and sits down next to him. And you see, you see Marley say, "Oh, no worries, my darling. It is simply magical lavender. I only use it to enhance the flavor. My lungs." are clean and neutral and magic al says not me i'm a little stressed out right now and i need your help and i need you to engage in illegal activities that's fun i haven't done that before i have some qualms (laughs) i figured you might my mechanical mighty man but Would it ease your mechanical insides to know that you are committing illegalities to counteract immorality and illegalities at the same time? As he brings his two fingers together and like this small little poof, a bright light comes off. So we're doing good illegal stuff to stop the bad illegal stuff. As some of you may know, I have a cryptozoological animal refuge in a pocket dimension and i save animals from around the sword coast yes we are well aware of that this is not another seek and retrieve i hope it is exactly a seek and retrieve only bigger and better and higher up scale is it also invisible no it's going to be a bit more dangerous though wait were you on the Invisible Tiger mission? I'm the one who asked to save my tiger. I heard a little bit about that, but I've, I mean, just rumors. I'm very impressed with an Invisible Tiger. What is it this time? I'm so excited. Well, I have acquired information through other bouts of espionage, and there is a very wealthy, well-to-do family called the Del Foyers. They're in Northern Waterdeep in one of their lockdown manor castle things, estates, if you will. And I have absolute proof that they are running an owlbear fighting ring on their premises. I will need you to break into their estate and free all the owlbears and bring them back to me unnoticed and without any of the guards being active, the, the hard part's probably going to be getting the the, 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 the the parliament of owlbears back to Trollskull Manor safely. That's going to take some, some finagling. But you've done crazier things before. I trust you 100%. My eyes kind of shift colors, at, like go through the entire rainbow and then back to black. Aren't owlbears quite large? Oh yes, they are. They are. They are very large, and there will be many of them. How 
many? I see this ending badly. I don't know exactly, but enough for a fighting ring's worth. How are we to get them to follow us? That I leave in you. If you can find an invisible tiger and bring it back. Owlbears are nothing. I mean, pulls out his rope and pulls it taut. (laughs) And he says, owlbear fighting is both illegal and immoral. You are correct. See, we this, shall go. This is why I hire him. He knows. He's he's he is the legal ledger of water deep of water deeping ordinance. Uh, ordinance. Uh, oh, by the way, the reward, if you succeed, is you'll be getting five hundred gold per owl bear returned. Oh my! It's a sizable sizable amount to power my research for the next month. Now, Al. From, you know, espionage group to espionage master. Um, how do you exactly propose we cart these owlbears through the city? I know you expect us to do it, which is fine. And I do recall that the tiger did pose, well, some resistance. It was amicable. Do you, do you have anything that may aid us in this? No! I trust your skills and your abilities. Whichever way you safely get those owl bears back, mm-hmm. I leave it in your capable hands. But just remember, mm-hmm. they're beautiful, intelligent creatures and should not be forced into mortal combat against each other. That's terrible. I, right. I agree to that. I think we all seem in agreement of that. I'm like mimicking Eleanor's like researched kind of personality. I'm like, I concur. Do we? Do I even want to ask what you want with the owl bears? Oh, yeah. oh, it's real easy. I have a animal cryptozoological animal refuge where I can put them in a habitat. They can live safely for the rest of their lives, unhindered, unharmed, just doing what owl bears do—a sanctuary, if you will, a refuge. Right. Okay. Well, I, I really like animals, so. Do I believe him at all? Yeah, roll me an insight check. Ooh, my first roll. First roll of the game. Let's see. What is my insight? Uh, ooh, my insight's plus five. So that's not too shabby. That would be an 18. Perfect. Yeah. You you see the... Magic Al has a very boisterous personality, but there are those moments of sternness where he gets very serious. And it's always when, you, when he comes up with like talking about owlbears or his refuge that you feel he is 100% serving you up the truth. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, DM, do we know how far this estate is from where we are? Or do we do we have a sense of... Yeah, the oh, distance yeah, yeah. that we're going to need to transport these owlbears. So uh, if you all go to Rule 20, I've got the map of uh, Waterdeep up for us. So Trollskull mm-hmm. Manor is... One second. Trollskull Manor is right here. And your target location is right here. So it's not too far, actually. It's about one, two, <laughs> three and a half city blocks in Waterdeep. Right. Um, I know there's, like, a sewer system under the city. Do we think that might be the safest or best way to transport 
a whole herd of our owl bears. Depends if they're fully grown. Uh, that yeah. might pose a bit of a challenge if they are fully grown owl bears. If they are younger, then maybe we could coerce them into the system. But it was a tight fit, even for us, when we fetched rats for a magic owl last time. Actually, Eleanor, give me a nature check. Yeah. Here. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ooh, baby! Whoa. Natural twenty for a total of twenty-three. Nice. Yeah, uh, Eleanor, you owl bears are pretty common. Everyone knows the stories. If they're owl bear cubs and kits, absolutely, you can probably just hold one in your arms and get down to the sewers. But if they're full-grown or even adolescent owl bears, they'll be considered large creatures. And you would have to squeeze them through a sewer opening that is built for medium to small creatures. So it is not going to be the easiest. You definitely have to squeeze, put the toothpaste back through the tube, essentially, <laughs> if you wanted to get an owl. But not impossible, but difficult with claws and a beak. Yeah. And perhaps not the happiest to be out of their habitat. But I think we could probably... Um, and, and like Eleanor was sort of think for a moment, it's like maybe under the disguise of night, we're not traveling too far. If we can lull them into pacifying them of some, in some way or shape or form, uh, that could, that could help us. Does anybody have a cart? Uh, if you want, no. uh, Troll Skull Manor does provide the basics of adventuring supplies if you need it. As long as you return it undamaged at the end. I there feel like are... we'd need a pretty big cart, depending on how many owlbears there are, though. There are several carts in the shed where I sleep. We could ask to rent several of them. So that makes how sense. steep is if they get damaged by owlbear? Oh, pardon? How how steep is the cost if they get managed by Owlbear? You see Marley say, oh, well, you don't need to rent the cost. You may simply just borrow them. And if they su- sustain any type of Owlbear damage, then uh, you will be liable for repair costs or just a new cost of the cart. Uh, I do believe a cart runs about 25 gold for a brand new cart with spiffy new wheels. The one owlbear would pay for, like, a lot of carts. That's right. And at least if there are smaller owlbears, we can fit them in the cart and then lead the other big ones behind it. Um, Bucket has rope, and I have some rope as well. We can probably facilitate some uh, through, you know, uh, the through the resource cabinet and all of that. Can anyone here speak with animals, or I guess suppose they're, are they creatures? They are. They are creatures, technically beasts. I think they're mm-hmm. considered. Um, and Eleanor will sigh. Uh, Elspeth and um, sorry, cat. Remind me your character's name. I I haven't told you my character's name yet. Aha. Aha. Um. So, uh, Eleanor will sigh, and she'll sort of um raise her hand on like sort of with hesitation and she'll say i mean i did take the form of a tiger during our retrieval last time 
sorry, DM to jump in. They're actually classified as monstrosities. So a druid, you can only turn into beasts, unfortunately. There you go. Sorry, <laughs> my apologies about that. But I totally play fine. them more. You wouldn't be able to morph into one, but if you had to speak with animals, I'd definitely let you talk to an owlbear. Yeah. So I did take the shape of a tiger. I could probably... Can I take speaking with animals and prepare it? You absolutely can. It is the, I could, yeah. the morning. I also have suggestion, but that's only on one creature at a time. So if there is some sort of leader that we see, or like alpha kind of situation, we may be able to convince that animal to move and the rest will follow. I don't know how much pack mentality there are with owl bears. That that could prove useful. Okay, so we've got some great ideas here. Uh, and, uh, no help in this. <laughs> Everyone, give me a generalized nature check, please. Nature. Nature. Nat twenty for twenty-two. Nice. Woo. We got a seventeen, a three. Do, 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 do. And that's a 12 for me. Um, Babs, if you have your character sheet open on roll 20, if you just click the, I believe it's the skill, it Aha. should it should roll it for you with your modifier in it. But 12, so I'll need 12. Yeah, 12 or higher is good. So for um, Kat, I'm for, for DM's purposes, what is the name of your character? <laughs> um, they go by shadow, but... Okay, so for Shadow, Elspeth, and uh, for Eleanor, you know that uh, owlbears do, the herds aren't, or the packs aren't large, but they can be, if it's a small enough number, they can form a very tight bond amongst a small number of owlbears. So it's not unheard of. It's not common, but not unheard of. Perhaps under the conditions they've been living in, they may have sort of formed some bonds to just out of survival. Um, so that may work to our advantage if we are, can convince one to move, the rest may follow, especially if they're younger. That does make sense. By the way, my name's Elspeth. It's so lovely to meet you all. I'm so excited to go on this espionage illegal owlbear retrieval. I'm Eleanor. Uh, I'm a, I'm here in research and uh seem to have uh, included myself in the troll school manners uh, line of work. So, uh, pleased to meet you all. I, I, I am. As the Warforges, the Warforges interrupt each other. <laughs> I am Bucket. I believe that immorality trumps illegality. We shall rescue these poor creatures as all life is precious. It is enjoyable to see another one of my kind. Do you know if you were created by the same person? There are many things I do not know. I am... We are similar. I am... And then their eyes go like yellow, and a completely like robotic voice to X for me. And then the eyes go back to black. You can call me Shadow. Shadow? That's a cool. Did you choose that name for yourself? I do not know. I like it. Buckets and Shadow and Eleanor and Elspeth? So, like, bees? 
Buckets, Elspeth, Eleanor, and Shadow. Bees! <laughs> I enjoy that. Bees. There's always bees wherever I go. Uh, they're not always helpful, especially with allergies, but uh, I will be the bees for today. <laughs> what are allergies? Oh, well, let me explain. On organic matters, and, sh and Eleanor will give you, like, the most scientific spiel on, like, <laughs> dermatitis, dermatology, Love correct it. information on, like, how people can be allergic to bees. Uh, that is fascinating. For that little bit of RP, uh, Eleanor, you're going to get a point of inspiration because you made me laugh hey. and smile deep down in my tummies. <laughs> Elspeth like shovels another sticky bun during that explanation. Just just wrapped, but also inhaling a sticky bun. Right. So shall we see about renting some carts and do we want to go cover of night? Do we want to go case the place out? I love this term, all this espionage. It is. You know, do we want to go see what the the place looks like before we march on up there and free the bears? Just as a D'Angelo, it is the crack of morning, so you do have the whole day to plan. We can jump around at speed of plot to whatever times you need. Just let me know their order of operations, and then we'll we'll get this event, this spy case a cracking. <laughs> um, yeah, I think out of character, I think it makes sense to go case the place. So I think that at Elspeth's uh, suggestion, Eleanor would say. We we do have most of the day, so why don't we go take a look at the property, then we'll come and retrieve the carts, maybe park them at a uh, good distance, but close enough that we can make a speedy retreat. That would probably be key once night falls. Do we have any information on this Delphoy family? Um, Actually, Elspeth, you are the perfect person for this because you are a bard in a tavern, which mm -hmm. is kind of like the bard's library. Uh, I'll say, I'm going to give you a modified role. Give me an investigation check, but you get to use your charisma instead of your intelligence. Uh, I can't do that in roll 20 then. Uh, just roll a d20 and add, if you have proficiency in investigation, add that too, but essentially add, roll a d20 and add your charisma. D20 and add my charisma. Are the sticky buns just like on the table? Yes. And with charisma, Ooh, that would add a plus four. So that is a 21. 21. The Del Foyers are a very upper class family in Waterdeep. Um, they uh, do a lot of events. They do a lot of soirees. They don't do a lot of hosting, um, which usually in upper echelons of Waterhavian society means that they're kind of snobbish. A little rude because they're willing to go to the events of other people's but not kind of like expend their own resources to host others um, but not a lot of people have been inside the delphi estate per correct. se but they do they're everyone's sort of aware of them kind yeah. of thing uh you do know that they do have one of those there's they're quite common unfortunately in the north ward and like the, like the kind of like the rich area are kind of like these fortified uh estates where think of it as like a small like a quarter of a city block, it's got multiple buildings on it, but it's all got high walls. Sometimes they've got parapets. Sometimes it's got like spikes on the top to kind of keep people out. And they would have like their own private security detail kind of thing. 
correct. And they've probably also, because of the affluence of the area, may also have some of like the Waterhavian city guards or city watch under uh, payroll as well. Right. Okay. So it's it's a very it's not the best light people in the people in the tavern are painting under. They're known, but they're not like Is it their... known what their fortune where their money came from or are they one of the old families or like It's an old family, but everyone who looks at you kind of does that eyebrow cock is like imports and exports. <laughs> right. Understood. Okay, so then we know this place is pretty heavily guarded, so it'd be good to find some chinks in the armor, you know, while we case it out. Um, I don't know if we should just try to go in undetected or if we should have some sort of front disguise to get ourselves possibly through the gate, you know, well, they probably have deliveries during the day. If this if this fighting ring is happening, they're probably offering amenities, I'm assuming. Hmm, that's a good point. Perhaps... You... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying perhaps like a, supplies, a supply run sort of situation. We could do something similar to what we did with the tiger. We could buy a bunch of meat Animals need to be fed to survive. And I think that makes sense. Delivery? Yeah. I like it. The brunch crew actually know of a local hunter where they got their meat to buy the tiger from. We've got a supplier. I will lead the way to the hunter. All right, you head on down to the merchant ward, and it's in the exact same spot. Uh, because you did pay him off so handsomely before, his essentially like hunt wagon has actually got a couple of upgrades. The the wagon wheels actually look like they have small little studs on them to catch and grip the soil or the ground a bit better. Uh, the wheels look like they're more reinforced. There looks like there's more support and um uh shock system in for carrying a massive amount of weight and you see your your salt and pepper bearded friend in his red and red and purple and black flannel suspenders over top as uh, mcgregor is selling out uh his wares and it looks like um it's not so much just kind of like a chop shop but he's actually almost like a like a butcher uh, high-end butchers like kind of as a presentation table as he's like clearly doing a lot of business and he actually recognizes Eleanor and Bucket coming down the list he's like oh my good friends I'm always open for business for y'all come on in come on in you you're still hunting tigers in water do you? <laughs> that's the craziest thing now trying to lure owlbears you see his face drop uh in water. Hi, I'm Elspeth it's lovely to meet you. You have a lovely shop here. Oh, good day. Thank you. Thank you for coming by, Miss Elspeth. And uh, uh, you are in motions to, to Shadow. You can call me Shadow. It's like, all right, all right. Very, very cool. Um, I've got a weird question. Do Warforges need, need meat or need some type of sustenance? I feel like I should be having something for everyone to, to be able to consume or eat. Uh, what do you like to munch on? I do not require food for survival. Oh, okay. Well, 
If there's I do not believe I have ever eaten. No, you're missing though, it. I, though I cannot be positive. And just kind of like whack her head a little bit. Okay, you're you're strange, but in the cool way. I like that. Uh, right. so, so you're looking for owlbears. Do you know what type of owlbears? Adults, infants, adolescents, seniors? They're assuming mostly to the the adolescent or older as it's how much are we divulging to this person? I turned to Eleanor. <laughs> we uh listen, McGregor. Um as you know, we uh work in a very uh tenuous uh working field. Uh it's kind of neat to know, but uh I, I see you've had some good hunts. Uh, anything that a predatory animal might be interested in uh, would do us great today. Well, owlbears are kind of common around uh, the wildernesses and the forests around Waterdeep, so they're they're not too out of the norm for, for my knowledge fields, but they do like to eat, and they do eat a lot. So, like, he looks back at his wagon, he's like, maybe about... Two of those could, two owlbears could finish off that whole wagon back there if you, if you let them have it. And they're very, you got to be careful with them because they're very ter- territorial around their food. Like if you put down food in front of an owlbear, don't try and grab it back or else, you know, they're just getting more to eat that day. Would you say they're likely to follow a trail of food if it was laid out? Well, I think it depends on the the attitude of of the owlbear. I mean, like they like to eat, and uh, they'll they'll definitely scavenge before they actually try and expend energy any energy to to hunt something down. And believe you me, they are fully capable of hunting something down. But you know, kind of like water, they go the path of least resistance. But uh, it all depends on on the attitude of the owlbear at the time. I mean, like you know, someone who's just been punched in the head isn't very likely to sit down and enjoy a nice porterhouse. That's fair. Would you say behavior-wise, there's usually a leader of the owlbears or like, and an, uh, I think I've heard this term before, like an alpha or a, a matriarch or a patriarch, so something actually, like that? that? That's a common misconception amongst uh, predatory animals is that everyone thinks there's like these alphas and stuff like that. It's actually more of a communal relationship where they kind of like work together to form an establishment so there may be like a big brawny one to protect and there may be like a more parental type of one um so it's it depends on the their role in the group but they don't have big groups they're usually kind of small like i'd say no more like three to six max anything other than that then they're just usually solitary after that fact but they don't the, the owlbear parliaments don't tend to be that big I mean, you seem very knowledgeable about animals and different types of animals, especially in this area. Have you heard of any underground animal-based fighting rings? Ooh, give me an insight check, Elspeth. All right. Eleven. Eleven? One second, let me do... Darn, I have a plus seven to insight, and I rolled an 11. <laughs> Damn it. I hate digital dice. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, that is a two. Um, <laughs> very good. Elspeth <laughs> is, like, squinting her eyes. <laughs> like He kind of looks off to the side and looks down towards the shoulder, and he says, 
uh, yeah, they, I guess there is a connection between that. If you're, if you're here coming up to me, I, I did have some folks not too long ago come up and ask me if I could do a delivery of meat specifically for some owl bears, And I wasn't too keen on doing it because owl bears inside water deep doesn't sound exactly like the most upright type of delivery I want to be associated with. And I got, a, I hunt animals, but owl bears inside water deep, usually, usually a recipe for disaster. If you, if you get my meaning. Right. We're here to correct that. So when's the next delivery due or did you refuse their service? I refused their service, but they're looking for one for eight o'clock tonight. Perfect. Well, how much would it cost to load us up with that delivery? You know what? You're trying to right a wrong here, and you helped me out in the past, and I'm much appreciative of that. You just ask for it, and McGregor will help you out. I'm not going to get physically involved, but if you need to borrow a wagon or, or some supplies, you've you've more than paid enough for the next couple of months of, of, of what I need to operate. So you just ask well, for that, it, and I'll give it to you. That's very gracious of you, McGregor. We appreciate that in helping us right this wrong. You're a noble man. I, I try to be. Noble and honest is what I try, my ambitions. So Right. What do you need? You need the wagon? I don't have anything disguise-wise. I kind of just go as is. Well, technically, I have disguise self, so I could disguise myself as you. Ooh. Remember to get my, my big bushy beard just right. It's got a little salt and pepper streaks in it. Right, and I talk with this voice, and 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 then uh, you know I bring the meat for the uh, the animals, the delivery you ordered, right? Uh, yeah, and don't forget the suspenders. I decided today was a flannel day, and uh, my catchphrase is the meat that can't be beat. The meat that can't be beat. I like it. I like it. You're you're on the money there. <laughs> Okay, I'm just double checking what the spell says and what. So I have an hour with disguise self. So obviously I'm not going to do it right now. Uh, and Leslie, just for DM's fun, I'm mm -hmm. not going to make you roll deception check if you keep the accent going the entire time. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I love this. Now, if Elsbeth can keep the accent going, it's a different thing. Leslie could definitely do it. It's could got, Elspeth? It's, it's got to be Elspeth as McGregor accent. I know. Yep. <laughs> I know. Yep. Layer like, it up. A little higher pitch. And yeah. All right. All right. You have your delivery sustained. What else do you want to do? This I'll uh, say maybe that took you to about noonish, one o'clock-ish, just to track him down and go over the stuff and get all the arrangements ready. Um, so he will arrange for the delivery uh to be done at eight o'clock sharp do we have your delivery set up we have your disguise set up is there anything you wish to do uh to get ready for tonight it's about noonish one o'clock ish in the afternoon of Waterdeep. the sun is out bright so, so gregor already like hooked us up with our stuff mm -hmm. okay well buckets would have uh turned to him and said uh i was told never to work for free and then he'll just place like ten gold or something on his uh, cart. You see, uh, he does. It's not a, a toothy smile, but you see, like his cheekbones kind of like perk up, and like the beard just kind of like moves along. He says, "And this is why I, I, I like you, folk. You, you're always honest, and you're always kind, and those are the kind of folk you want to keep yourself surrounded by. Just remember, if if you need any help ever, 
Just come looking for McGregor. I'll, I'll do whatever I can to help. Need any help ever? Come looking for McGregor. She's good. I'm gonna Got copy. It. I'm gonna copyright that. Yeah, that's uh. You two have something going on there. If you need any advertisement. Um. So my question is. So, uh, my question is if. How do, do we want to all try and get in on this wagon? Or are some of us going to go from inside and some of us be waiting on the outside with the transport for the owlbears? Well, I've, I've we... got a canvas tarp to go over the top if you want to. See, that was what I was wondering if people, some people wanted to hide with the meat and maybe one other person be up front with me. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, as McGregor's assistant or something. I can drive and... a cart. Perfect. So you can be up front with me. I'll do all the talking. And then you two can hide in the back if that's all right. That's fine by me. But it does mean all of us sort of busting our way out. Do we want to at least go and take a look around the place so that we have an idea of maybe where things are from the outside and what street, what route is the fastest back to the the tavern? Yeah. All right, I can tell you the the intersection that's at. Let me zoom in real quick. I was say out of out of character. Would we? Would I actually fit on the cart? <laughs> I'm like six foot three and like two hundred and ninety pounds of metal. <laughs> uh, you would. It's so the cart can hold one large creature or four okay. or four medium creatures. Okay. Good. 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 Okay. Okay. Let me just gonna make sure. I'm like we're <laughs> quite a, quite a large peoples. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. So the uh, pixelization on that is not as great as I thought. It's a little rough. I'm trying to look too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like North Bazaar Road and something that's too small for me to read. So we'll just say it's where, the main. Where are you trying to look? Uh, it's like if you see it, I'm trying to ping right there. Right here. Yeah, I'm. I'm right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hold on, let me. Right. There's a much smaller street. That little. Yeah, yeah. And ping the ping the um, tavern for me again. Okay, so we have to go north. Yeah. Okay, hold on. this is Waterdeep, right? Yeah. <laughs> Give me a second, because I have an interactive map. Ooh, nice. I will have to ask you for that link later on. Absolutely. I I can send it to you. We can we can we can do it afterwards. It's word right now. Yeah. Just so you've got it. Perfect. So Thank I don't you. forget. Yeah, yeah, so you've got two major drags that you can go up to. And are they busy? Uh, Obviously, this is a different time of day, but do they look busy? Do they look like main drags? What's the... the... Uh, They're both main drags, but you also know that as things get after like 7 o'clock, like dinner, everyone's going home time, the streets do kind of empty out and like the, the lamp lighters come out and make sure everything's bright and everything like that. Yeah. Okay, so the street you were talking about was Tower March or was it Horn Street? Uh, Horn Street? Horn Street and the tiny one is Pony Way. Nice. Horn Street and Pony Way. Right. Right. So we need to go sort of north uh, west back to the tavern. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's possibly a, it's a pretty easy shot, you know. It's it's just going down like just a street with a small dog leg in it, just to to get where you got to go. Right. Okay. Can probably have Magic Owl meet us in the back of the manor. Mm-hmm. There is lots of room. There's actually a stable back there for their donkey Alvin. 
There you go. I cleared out that donkey before we bring a bunch of owl bears through. <laughs> or at least make sure they're really fed well. Yeah, well, well, we'll make sure that they're having a feeding time. Because I'm thinking what we ought to do is use the cart as a lure. And I have agree. them follow the cart. And then, you know, once they get to reach their destination, they may feast at the cart. Maybe have whoever's in the back sort of dropping a piece of meat as we... Exactly. Parade down the street in the middle of the night with a bunch of owlbears. This is going to go great. I have such a good feeling about it. Are we going to have the yeah. running of the owlbears in Waterdeep? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Perfect. Um, we should probably have someone in behind then sort of taking up the rear, maybe. Corralling them, yes, yes. Corralling them, right? Okay, so let's go and case out the place, just try and nonchalantly, you know, not be noticed, but just check what the battlements are like, what it seems like, at least from the outside, what the guard stations are like, what we're up against. Absolutely. So I'll give you a couple of options here. Um, If you wish to, like, blend in with the crowd, I want a deception check. If you wish to actually do physical sneaking around and not be seen by anybody, I'll need the stealth check. Uh, And if you want to kind of just, like, get, like, that tactical advantage, um, I want an investigation check. Like, you want to, like, clamp to, like, the rooftops or something like that to look down. Your choice on what you wish to do. I feel like Elspeth would sort of blend into the crowd, listen around, make sure that, you know overhearing any conversations or anything pointed out or just sort of the hustle and bustle and just so i feel like deception would be the best for me anyways give me deception check please elspeth shadow would definitely try to be stealthy but absolutely would not be (laughs) i don't know why it went twice there sorry i'll take the 16 16 is what we've got so far a shadow give me a stealth check please okay i'm at disadvantage for stealth checks (laughs) <laughs> Excellent. Oh. oh, so sad. It could have been a 17, but instead it's a five. Five for Shadow. Uh, Eleanor in Bucket, What do you? how do you wish to, to proceed? I will also do a deception check. Um, just, uh, you know, see the, see the crowds, sort of look at the motions of the guards and whatnot, and... Uh, maybe clock sort of like the service entrance. Okay. Ooh, okay. Oof. And Bucket, how do you wish to go? Uh, Bucket is going to sort of get the lay of the land. Uh, I like what you said about uh, doing things tactically. As a, as a former soldier, he'd probably be trying to uh, figure out like the best path of egress. So he uh, he's just sort of like standing uh in the tallest place like within the within sight of the mansion as he could be and he puts his uh he puts his hands over his eyes like he's forming binoculars but it actually zooms in a little <laughs> nice uh give me an investigation check please bucket oh Ooh. oh okay so <sighs> failure does not mean you've like botched it or anything that it just means that the guards have seen you at at some point um i will switch the map over um so they see this giant robot man sort of looking through his hands that's okay because i think i think they're with shadow it's it's they're they're completely like matte black and so they think they can blend into the into the shadows they really can't because they're matte black (laughs) 
Okay, so we'll say buckets right about there. Blip, if everyone's on the same page on roll 20. Yep. Okay, Mm -hmm. so we'll say buckets on the roof. And he's like Batman in the daytime. He's clearly just standing on the top, looking over top. (laughs) Great. Great. You see everything. It's perfect, but everyone sees you as well. Um, We'll say Elspeth is right here on the corner just checking things out she is blended in perfectly with everyone else um shadow we'll say you're on the other side and you are trying to lean up against a lamppost with your arms crossed and you've actually got the full lean but there's actually no lamppost beside you so you just kind of like are this war for just kind of like robotically at like a 35 degree angle like perfect just standing there out in the middle out in the middle of the street uh and eleanor We'll say you have found the back entrance, but it's very much like comedic tourists, like big map out going, oh, I am so lost over here. Where is the main street? (laughs) I do not know where it is. So this is what you can see. This is the the Delphoi estate. Um, You can tell that at the uh, front door here, there's two posted guards. Uh, they wear the same uniform where it's just kind of like this red tabard with kind of like this yellow flame uh, uh, on the front of it. And they're just wearing standard guard gear, like male helmets, pole arms, spears and stuff like that. Uh, looks like your standard guards. Um, Elspeth, you do find that there is a back wall area and that there is kind of like a garage door, garage house right at the back corner there. You see that the locks look very well maintained. They look very fresh. They look uh, very tough. Um, they have almost an unnatural glimmer to the metal in, in the afternoon day. Um, for everybody else, please, especially for Bucket and Elspeth, please give me perception checks. Do as good as you can. <laughs> Higher is better. I'm good at perception. 15 for Bucket. Terrible. Oh, and yeah. okay uh elspeth unfortunately your position these walls they look like they're about 12 feet high and you can you can pretty much see the guards and that's pretty much it but that's the only guards you do see um, can i ask if i notice any crowns guard that seem to maybe be like on the streets kind of thing maybe something that i could clock mm-hmm. maybe not with the seven but uh, no, you can you can definitely see it. Um, you do actually see uh, some some Waterdeep um, City Watch stop by. They look like they're having just like a, a friendly little gab with the uh, the guards at the front gate, and they keep their their patrol going. Okay. Uh, for Bucket, uh, you look inside, and you can see that the trees and grass look um, the trees look it sticks out to you because this is such a well kept and well manicured front. That the inside, like the trees look like the bark has been scraped, like something has been clawing off. Like you can see like the actual wood of the tree, the bark's been almost stripped away. And the grass looks like it has not been maintained well. There's grooves and divots in the ground. The grass is like brown or yellow. Like there's very little green spots in the grass. Um, It appears to be very dug up. And for Elspeth at the back here, Right about, come on, right about here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're 19. Oh, it smells. It smells real bad. Like there's there's like horse manure smell. This is type of like a, a poopy smell, but you're not 
your oh you, you've got a high enough nature scale that yeah you, you can definitely smell owl belt owl bear poop back in for like, Ele- for like, Eleanor this this is for Eleanor yeah yeah okay yeah so as I say I I got a twenty two oh a twenty two uh nice so uh what you can tell Shadow is that the walls are thick stone um. It looks like a very big fortification, but you do notice uh, scoping out the guards is that they may be well geared, but the way they handle their 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 pole arms, the way they're just kind of like adjusting themselves in the in their armor, you don't think they're professional. You think it's more uh, more bark than bite, like it's more appearances than it is actually. They're more for looks. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. Um, so we can reconvene and sort of share all of our info. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you wish back, if you wish to meet back at the manor, you can. Um, also, the manor said they'd be willing. You can have three of the carts as well, if you wish. Do we think we need the carts, or we just need the one cart with the meat dropping think, out the back? Yeah, I think the meat cart should be enough, and that way we can only, if we. Damage McGregor's cart. We'll we'll buy a new one. Right, absolutely. Oh, oh, I almost forgot. Bucket, you saw on the inside an individual uh, walking around. He had a beautiful red skin. This kind of like crushed red velvet suit. Almost looked like Tom Hiddleston's cut type of fit. Like the the waist kind of comes in. Skinny skinny pants and like bright red shine like glossy shiny shoes um and his eyes were black but his pupils were like a golden yellow and you notice that every time he walked and caught the wind just like his highlights or his edges would kind of like just like when you blow on like on like fire coals or fire embers they just kind of like catch like little smoke would come off um you'd recognize this as a fire asimar um as he's like he, he had a small detail behind him as he's like pointing out directions and he was pointing at things that you could not see but he was definitely pointing at them was he like communicating with anyone or was he alone oh no he had he had two guards behind him as he was pointing out to things and talking to them and and whatnot okay and also hypnotically beautiful as well uh would it have been was he just pointing to like sort of like show something or like delegate something or was there like possible like magic going on like he's like warding or something i'll ask i'm gonna ask for two checks an arcana check and an insight check oh good neither of those are very good all right arcana no nothing insight um so arcana you could not figure out what was going on with the pointing but insight he was definitely interacting with something there that you couldn't see Okay, so I've seen uh, definite signs of animal damage and this uh, Tom Hiddleston from Crimson Peak looking uh, fire Asimar or fire Genasi. Fire Genasi. He sounds dreamy. Genasi. Sorry, I got my got my races mixed up. Yeah, it's a fire elemental uh, creature, a humanoid essentially. I mean, I can remember if if, uh, I did or you did, so I think we're fine. (laughs) He sounds really hot. I'd say. Uh, because puns are high art, Elspeth, please take a point of inspiration. <laughs> Thank you kindly. I knew you'd appreciate it. Okay, so it seems like we have 
some good information for tonight and probably somebody to look out for. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think. Elspeth, you made a good point if we needed an additional cover for our whole story. Um, we obviously don't want to cause a clatter if we don't have to. But we'd be certainly interrupting this ring activity. So how do we keep eyes from us? That would be the question. I feel like, okay, we're doing the meat delivery, right? Mm-hmm. So if we're coming in, we're dropping the meat off wherever they want us to put it, assumingly near wherever the animals feed. Mm-hmm. And then we, at least the people who are visible on the cart, have to be seen leaving again. So I almost feel like we drop off some of the meat, and we also drop off you and Shadow. And then we, from the outside, wait at that garage door with the rest of the meat. And you open that garage door from the inside. Or at least I go back out, you know, maybe all three of you stay. I don't know. I'm just trying to think that there needs to be someone or something there with the cart of meat when yeah. the door opens. We can't we can't leave with the cart of meat and have all the arrow layers follow us out because we came in the front door. We have to be seen going out the front door. Yeah, right? That makes total sense to me. Hum. Hmm. I, I like your idea of leaving Shadow and I inside, uh, given that I c- should, in theory, be able to communicate with them. I can guarantee them further meals, perhaps even get to them the importance of their freedom. Um, perhaps I can also, me and, and Buckets can also serve as a bit of a distraction, maybe talking about animal common diseases found in blah blah blahs i don't know something that will yeah something that will make you know the conversation go well yous are busy opening the door and then we be on our merry way cheerio and come around the corner with the meat and meet you meet you with the meat (laughs) meet us with the meat i like it is that does that sound okay to you bucket and shadow i obviously don't feel that don't want it to seem like we're pushing this uh plan upon you both shadow will just kind of look at bucket i follow orders it is what i did in the military i order you to have your own opinion on the matter She makes a good point, Bucket. Uh, I think even some of our other friends, uh, if we may, if we may be so candid with each other, um, you know, we've told you that, you know, now that you are beyond the military days, you you are certainly free to have your own ideas for whatever's happening. Plus, you may have some tactical advantage that we haven't thought of. Soldiers' eyes turn yellow. Once a soldier. Always a soldier. And they go back to black. Based on observations, it may be the case that the animals are occasionally let out into the backyard. I did see some animal damage. We also may want to have an extra cart, just in case there are several large beasts. Perhaps one of us could stay outside, uh, preparing for 
the animals to come out. All right. The guards at the door did not seem very soldier-like. I'm nervous about splitting us up further. That's the only thing. Well, we I feel leave, like we could leave the cart outside, and then when you and Bucket come out, you can just change drivers. I I agree with having an extra cart. I think that's yeah. smart. But I think two pairs of two, you know, inside and then outside is yeah. a good good plan. Yeah. All right. All right. I think I think is... we've narrowed it down. I don't know who Mister Flamey Locks is, but. Uh, I'm looking forward to meeting him. Do you oh. know do you know how to open locks? Either of you. I no. do not have that particular set of skills. It is times like these. I miss our rogue friend. We love you, Steph. <laughs> um but remembering back to the Genasi, where his eye did did I feel like his eyes were yellow because those that's just how Janasi eyes are, or did they seem suspiciously similar to Yojin's uh yellow eyes? Oh yeah, they were completely so it's like uh think of it almost like almost like anime style. I don't know if I get my, my eye anatomy correct, but like the the white part of the eye was black and then like the the iris or the pupil was like gold. So like they look like mm-hmm. regular eyes, just like a different coloration that you're you're accustomed to. Gotcha. So not glowy magical no those would be very obvious because that's like the full-on like like almost like batman detective mode like eye eyes mm-hmm. going over but gold light gotcha DM, i i forgot it wasn't me who cased the the like garage door uh that was elspeth or sorry uh, yeah uh, that was me or sorry oh. it's eleanor that, that saw the lock on the door i'm just wondering you know maybe lock picking isn't the way to go if this is meant to look like a wild animal escape perhaps brute strength breaking down the door is the way to go although it would make a lot more noise I mean, once it, you reach that area i think it's a mute point to try to be stealthy right like if it's the animals escaping then it can be the animals escaping and uh Shadow, how strong would you say you are? Do you think between you on one side and uh, Mr. Buckets here on the other, you could possibly do some serious damage to that door? I can certainly try. And, like, you, you see that there is a warhammer on their back. <laughs> um, I'm just kind of pick it up with one hand. Right. I think you've got this. All right, sir. So are we ready to speed of plot to the delivery time? Yeah. On, so. on on the way there, if we're all within thirty feet of each other, I would like to cast aid. Nice. Um, Do we so have to stay within thirty feet of each other for that to? I believe it's, it's... No, no, just, just for casting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm giving the three of you, um, your target. Yeah, oh, sorry, your hit point maximum and your current hit points increased by five. Whoa. Nice. For eight hours. Whoa. Whoa. So even if you heal, you get you still have that extra five. So it's nice. not temporary, it is a maximum. Oh, it's not temporary. Okay, let me yeah. just very slick. Spice it up. How does how does how does Shadow as a Warforge cast this magic? Um so it's gonna be very strange. Um they they kind of 
open their their stomach cavern and pull pull out um their their little amulet and then they just start chanting an infernal and all of a sudden you feel healthier and then they put the the amulet back nice so they're just kind of looking up i hope that will help you all that was totally great and not disturbing whatsoever thank you i'm glad to hear it all right, so we'll have you down the street. You've got McGregor's full-on meat wagon uh, with the, the tarp over top of it, and it looks like it's about 60% full of, uh, of animal carcasses that have not been uh, butchered or, or cured in any way. And you have uh, a not-as-nice uh, kind of a shambly wagon from Trollskull Manor kind of linked up with chains behind it. Uh, you've got kind of like this little... Uh, wagon train coming up um as we come it's nighttime the air has cooled down significantly uh and the stars are out and the lamplighters have uh, all gone out and you see just like these people in official water havian robes just kind of like shooting off their fingers like little like plumes of flame go up and just light up the lamps as uh they illuminate uh down the street um i love this time of night the there's kind of like a white noise murmur of just uh late night activity nothing but the streets are kind of empty i need everyone to give me a perception and insight check as we come to the late night as like the the blues and purples of the sky take over and just like that kind of like red yellowish glow of water deep comes up and just kind of illuminates the the sky around you oh I see some perception and insight yes Got oh, all those 20s goodness. Ooh. 23 for perception and 23 for nice uh insight I'll I rolled say, the same thing twice. I'll say because of all the natural 20s rolled for insight and perception, everyone gets to see this. Um, nice. So from what you know of the Delfoyes, or the Delfoyes, um, is that they're kind of, you remember your your assessment and checks from the bars that they don't like to host many events. And you can see as you come up, you hear kind of like a background music, a kind of background murmur. And as you look up, all the windows have their curtains drawn but there's lights on and you can actually see like multiple shadows going back and forth. And you can look down and you look at the front guards who have changed their garb. It's now more formal. It's now more presentable, more uh, sending out an image and kind of like sending out this, this feeling of, of uh, sending out this feeling of regalness. Um, Are they all the same guards from earlier? You can't tell by their faces, but it's the same type of, it's almost the same type of garb, but more, but fancier. Um, as you can see, people coming up in kind of like these long, like showy cloaks, almost not Met Gala style, but just like very something you'd you'd probably spend a couple hundred or gold on to like uh, to get at a get at a store. And you can see them hand envelopes to the front guards, and as they open the door, you see that uh, Janot, Fire Janasi come out. And he is also in kind of like this very long, like a very similar suit, but like the jacket is long down to like down to his ankles. Um, it's every time he opens it up, it's almost like there's like a like a hearth fire blooming from the inside uh, as he's just kind of kind of got that smile. And he's like kind of welcoming people in as he takes their envelopes and they just kind of incinerate in his hand as he welcomes people inside. It looks like well, some, it, something's going on. This could work either very well or very poorly for us if they are actually hosting an event tonight but regardless everything's in motion now 
Um, so we want to drop the spare cart off by the back, that back gate. Totally doable. And then I'd say once we're within sort of visible range of where Elspeth knows the guards and crowns guard or anything, that's when I would cast disguise self. Perfect. And turn to McGregor. And what is the first point of contact you wish to have as Elspeth McGregor? <laughs> um, I think we'd pull up to the front gate, despite seeing that there's invites, because I kind of want, like, I want this to be the first point of contact and say something along the lines of, like, McGregor here from McGregor Meets. Uh, you, you want this in the back, the front, the side? Where are we going with all this meat? You see the two guards, just mouths, just drop a gape, like, ah, as one of them just blindly, like, motions back to the door and just kind of like, knock, 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 knock. As you see the door open up in this fire genasi, come up, oh, hello there. Oh, I say, uh, this is quite unusual, Mr. McGregor. I thought you declined our invitation for tonight have you had yes. a change of heart well i'll be perfectly honest uh i've got a load of meat here and hunting's been good recently and uh yeah i, I may have reconsidered your original offer and organized something for 8 p.m i just need to know which door to drop it off to you see almost almost again it's like someone's blown on uh on a fire and the embers just kind of light up as like he kind of like his high cheekbone smile and like his pearly white teeth just kind of you feel almost like this warmth come out it's like well that's an interesting turn of events for today i am quite enchanted that you have decided to accept our offer uh if likewise will... quite a fancy uh setup you got going tonight you are looking just fabulous you see him bow deeply he's like anything to be presentable to the guests and party members of tonight and although the order is a bit behind schedule and irregular an order is appreciated nonetheless especially for tonight as he does that that very loki tom hiddleston like hi ting it's a very presented smile elspeth is barely holding on yeah if if bucket like looks over to the side does bucket see uh mcgregor or elspeth as mcgregor just blushing through the beard uh mcgregor is definitely blushing through the beard uh yeah seems like you got something real uh fancy planned for tonight uh happy to uh you know acquiesce to your uh uh fine event something uh special planned you see him snap his fingers like I always enjoy a gentleman with an excellent thesaurus. Uh, I will take you around to the back where I open up the, the back garage for you to make your delivery. Just simply uh, place your meat wares in the middle of the field and uh, try to stay back from the trees. We do have some unruly elements. If you see anything unusual, as he flips you, uh, he tosses you a small leather bag and it's like it's warm to the touch as you grab it. Almost like getting like a fresh <sighs> bun out of the oven. Uh, <laughs> And you open it up, and it's 25 gold. And he says, just, you know, slightly forget about any uh, irregularities you may see on the inside of these walls. Understood. Uh, just to make you aware, I am obviously very, uh, very um, 
researched in uh, animal welfare. Uh, you know, this all this meat isn't surely just for uh, uh, person consumption, uh, human consumption. Uh, so if uh, you're, you know, having any sort of um, illnesses or possible, uh, you know, animal-based uh, issues, uh, I'd be happy to take a look at uh, anything that might be causing any trouble. He approaches you uh, and kind of like amps up the charm to 11, just like kind of puts his hand on your shoulder and says, well, my dear McGregor, for a huntsman as skilled as yourself, you have my complete faith and trust in your ability to produce substantial wares. I trust you completely. And you feel kind of like that standing next to a a warm fireplace in autumn autumn time coming off of him. As he begins to walk down towards the, uh, you almost hear like the clicking of his shoes and you see like little, just kind of like sparks of flame coming up off of his heels and off the cloak. It's, it's very much, uh, hunger games, uh, when, um, uh, Katniss is like twirling the dress, but every time he moves, just like, it looks like slow fire comes up the back of his, of his cloak. Uh, he comes up, uh, the lock is enchanted in magical as he just produces kind of like this fine, silvery luminous key out of nowhere you see it goes into the lock by itself it turns and clicks you hear a many click 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 as the lock unlocks and then disappears from sight as you see is this the lock sorry dm on the garage door correct this is the side okay 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 correct thank you as you see him there's a big bar like a kind of like a barricade wooden like a, a fancy gilded plank of wood across the front and he uh he's like oh by the way um for your warforged friend my name is ingen as you see him turn around just like with one arm and just like boom, takes this heavy piece of wood and just like kind of like tumbles it off to the side yes uh this is just my assistant for uh as i said things have been <laughs> quite uh um plentiful in the hunts lately and uh uh, I've had to procure some uh, extra extra tin muscle, as uh, as you might say. Uh, uh, this is my friend um, Bob Bolts. Bolts. I drive the cart. Correct. Are you are you okay, uh, I do apologize that uh, my my people sometimes <laughs> produce extra warmth. Uh, you appearing to be a bit flushed, so my apologies if my my presence is a bit overwhelming for you. <laughs> None needed. I I will admit to uh, just uh, yeah feeling a little warm, uh, but uh, you know uh, it's it's all part and package, obviously, and uh, I certainly don't hold it against you. All right. Well, simply proceed on in, plate deposit the uh, the delivery upon the middle of the field, and if anything irregular has happened, well, you've been surely compensated to look the other way. Absolutely, my friend will do. I don't want to keep you any farther. Uh, please get back to your guests. I can uh, I happily drop this off and uh, make my way back out. All right. What do you wish to do now? Uh, so as Ingen walks we... back towards the front door, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Just, uh, um, real quick, when he uh, when he mentioned when he was like your Warforged friend, did I feel like he recognized me? Ooh, give me an insight check. He's a tough read, man. Someone who someone who works with the public quite often has a very public presenting face. It was hard to see through it. He looks like he's very well crafted in social interactions. 
Elspeth was not was too concentrated on holding herself together uh, to have tried to read into anything uh, that he was uh, maybe have known or didn't know. Um, so we'll make our way to the place where he directed. Can I try and perceive what could possibly be going on near the trees, I think uh, is what he said. So the drop-off point he marked right about there. First, tell me what you wish to do, and then I will respond accordingly. Well, I think we'll make our way over there, mm-hmm. right? We'll drive the cart there, and then we kind of want to head to head off the cart around the back and sort of maybe offload half the meat. All right. As you offload half the meat, you immediately hear kind of like as you see from this tree, this tree, and this tree, three owl bears will appear out of nowhere. Uh, they just appear from thin air, and they've all got chains around their neck and big leather hoods that uh, have covered over completely the, the the front of their face. It looks like almost like um like a nightshade for like a parakeet or like an eagle, as you see that they are sniffing and reacting, kind of clawing at the air and straining against the trees. Uh, they are chained to the trees. Yes. And as soon as they smell the meat, it looks like they just woke up and were like going fervously, just like clawing at it. And I'd say, give me either insight or animal handling, anybody who can see them. Can uh, I see them from the... Uh, sorry? How many uh, owlbears do we see? You see three. Okay. Can we I would say you guys climb five? out as we're taking the meat out, yeah? Okay, then I will yeah. do. Okay, 19... And this is a nature? Nature or, or, sorry, insight or animal handling? Oh, animal handling it um, is. 24 insight. And 19 for bucket. Perfect. If you got over 15, uh, it looks like these owlbears are... St- Starved. They like as soon as they got that sense of food, they started kicking into into gear. They they looked. But the chains aren't allowing them to access it yet. Nope. And bucket from what you can see from your vantage point from before, the disturbed areas and and the the clawed at trees all correspond to each of the owlbears chained to the tree. And can they eat through these hoods or no? Uh, yeah, so like they're essentially like blinded and deafened, but they still have like their okay. little little beaks at the front going. Okay. Last question, DM. Did the door close behind and lock behind us? No, or... the, the door is still open because the cart is still inside the compound. I mean, so all we need to do is break these chains. Elspeth is like. Sounds about right to me. And. So, um, Eleanor, you know, coming out and like seeing the state of these uh of the owlbears will go ahead and cast speak with animals. All right. Um so she'll sort of like like halt Elspeth's like, wait, 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 before you do that. Um, and I will cast speak with animals. Bum bum bum. And as you do, the roaring hooting immediately turns to food, 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 food. Any animal Um, handling check you'll do will be made with advantage now. All right. So, um, keeping her distance, Eleanor was sort of test out speaking with them, like knowing that, like, okay, I know you're hungry. We have more where that came from. 
Can you understand me? Give me an animal handling check. Yeah! No, but it's with advantage, right? Yes. Oh, tw- natural 20. Oh. Yeah! Good call. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> no um, problem. You see the owl bears. One of the owl bears go out to like claw. And like just as you say that, its paw just kind of stops and just kind of trembles in the air and just sits down. As you can all hear them kind of like hooting. Everyone else just hears like hooting and growling sued. Uh, hooting and growling sounds, but for Eleanor, you hear like food, hungry, food, hoo, hungry, food. Okay, you can eat. You see but them all <laughs> jostle up. Okay, eat. But I want you to know to follow my voice. I have more food. That's going to be another animal handling check, please. Okay. Animal handling, the littlest use skill of D&D. Oh. Nice. Nice. A natural 19 on it. Sweet. Uh, As you see, um, the owlbears go, yeah, food, eat, we'll follow. We'll follow the food. Okay. And then I'll turn at that. It's like, okay, they're a little excited about the food. And like any hungry animal, we probably want to thread lightly, but... Any ideas on how to get them free? We've got to break these chains, but I actually recommend we keep the hoods on so that there's really no other distractions for them and they can just follow the food. But we have to figure out how to break these chains. I'm trying to go through my spells, but I really don't have anything other than to, I mean, I've got my rapier and my dagger, but and I can inspire the rest of you, but we need strength and are the chains fastened force. anyway? They're kind of like linked. It's almost like uh, like they're looped around the tree. So like there's no anchor point except for the tree itself. It's like someone took like a, a like a, a metal ring loop. Think of it almost like handcuffs. Like one mm-hmm. like they both have loops on one side. One's around the neck of the owlbear and the other's around the trunk of the tree. And there is there is a lock mechanism on both ends of of the chain where the uh, the the linking the like almost like the cuffs are. It'll be quieter to try and pick the locks, but it'll also take longer. And I don't know how long, you know, we can sort of pretend to keep offloading here. Uh, D- DM stuff, you can pick locks without proficiency in it. You just need yeah. lock picking tools. Can I, how how far away are the trees from where we are? Uh, I will say about 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, about 25, 30 feet from the closest one. Sweet. Then I want to cast find traps and make sure there's no traps hiding out there, because that's 120 feet radius, or 120 feet line of sight. Okay. Uh, Shadow, you pick up something you did not expect. In the welcoming room, bing, you sense a magical trap. In the games room, bing, you sense a magical trap. And then, in a secret basement room, bing, you sense a mechanical trap underground. Interesting. Are any of those in the path of the of the car? None of them are in the path of the car. Two in separate rooms and one underground just a bit north of you. Okay. Boy, I'd really love to come back to this place when we're not touting a bunch of owlbears with us, but... And and just so that everyone's aware, again, the, the spell was cast uh, in Infernal. Um, right. Creepy oh, demon speak. Oh, gotcha. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, one second. One second. Oh, no. 
that's one of those little details that DMs yeah. like, oh, this is exactly why I put that note in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All my spells are cast in Infernal. One second, one second. It can be kind of quiet about the, the speaking portion, but, you know, and luckily their eyes don't change color when they cast anymore. <laughs> uh, so who's out of the cart right now? I think all of us are. All of we, us, yeah. We both got out. I would technically be standing like right next to it, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was... You see uh, from the door over here, bing, uh, Ignan, Ignan come out. Uh, he comes out and you can see that the owlbears have uh, decloaked from their invisibility spell as he sees all four of you as he kind of has that, again, PR face, kind of tie up loose ends type of thing. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, my apologies if, you, if you've been startled by uh, the owlbears tonight. They were a bit of a surprise. You know, this is why I keep extra people in the back with me, just to to ward off any issues. Uh, uh, totally fine. Everything I can see that they're all chained up, not a real problem. Although, you know, like I said, uh, you got to be careful with wild animals. As a hunter myself, I know exactly uh, the the type of ferocity these animals are capable of. Uh, uh, but yeah, we'll just keep offloading and uh, be on our merry way, because certainly we don't want any. Any trouble with these kind of animals? Uh, you see him look to the rest of you, and he smiles at you, McGregor, and he's like, well, Mr. McGregor, I do uh, I do recognize that your quality of hunt and your quality of wares would sp- inspire any beast to be outrageous and eager to consume what you have to offer. And uh, I do wish you... McGregor's meats can't be beat. <laughs> That's what I always say, and I slap my knee. <laughs> Clearly enough, I, you should put that on a business card. It's, it's quite fetching. And he says, I do wish you did inform me of your your aids and uh, assistance, uh, especially, um, and he turns to Shadow and speaks in Inferno and says, especially one as uh, well-versed in exotic languages. Are you here for the, and this is this part's all in Inferno, so everyone's just here kind of like, ah, 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 ah. are you here for the extracurricular activities tonight as well? Um, <laughs> uh, this is gonna sound so stupid. Um, Shadow will just kind of kind of look and touch the warhammer, and uh, just in an, it cast magic weapon on the warhammer. Uh, I'm sorry about my friend. Uh, they may not quite uh understand all that gobbledygook. I'm not familiar with whatever language uh they uh tend to cast in that language, but I'm not sure if they are fully functional. If you know what I mean. All right, I am going to require a deception check, unfortunately made with disadvantage, because Ignan has been put on alarm. Disadvantage. Okay. Though is technically she's not wrong. Can I like uh, take the disadvantage away if I aid her in acting stupid and just repeat in Bucket's voice like, "I drive the cart." Yes, absolutely. I like that. Perfect. Okay. Just a normal deception. that'll do it you see (gasps) you see that as soon as mcgregor starts talking again you see him kind of like the shoulders yeah one one's for driving the cart one's for defense really so uh you know uh, again apologies absolutely no offense meant 
It's like, well, if you excuse me, I now have to inform the rest of the guests what the surprise later tonight is. Uh, unfortunately, it means a lot more drinks will have to go around to ease the tensions. But I'll leave you to it. And if you need apologize me again, again. Uh, and he, absolutely, he responds again, Inferno. You know how to reach me. <laughs> see you as well. <laughs> Have a good night. Good he to says, see you again. With a bit more practice, you'll get it as he walks back into the house. He's together. Bucket sees McGregor hyperventilating and just rubs in like a mechanical like circular motion pat, pat, pat. Yeah. <laughs> i i will say i was gonna do dm um force you to do a concentration check dc 10 but because uh bucket is helping you out you get advantage on it for friends concentration support. yep so constitution save constitution right okay constitution save Boom. 21 oh my nice. god nice the dice gods are with me tonight just the digital. Well, now you jinxed it. <laughs> oh, no. That's okay. It's smooth sailing from here. Don't worry. We're fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have to work quickly. We have to get out of here. If I have to face that man again, I'm not going to make it. He's not stupid. I'm just lucky. You guys are really testing my skills tonight. No, you'll be fine. All you All have right. to do uh, walk and just drive out of here as fast as you can. And I'll turn to Shadow. What did you do to that thing? Can it break those locks on the trees? They'll, they'll take, get, grab the warhammer and go. It is magic now. <laughs> so I hope so. And then they'll just start walking toward. Can I enough for me? Trees. Can I cast a bardic inspiration for her? Absolutely. Just a quick little. McGregor's meat can't be meat, but your hammer. Can do it better. It's a slam, but I'll take it. I, I, before Shadow strikes, uh, DM, you tell me. Um, is the weather clear tonight? Is there a clear night? No clear, weather. Starry skies what? at night. Ugh, man. Like, I'm wondering, would it be advantageous for us to cover the sound of the strike? Oh. Eleanor, what if you told the bears to, like, roar while the striking or something like that? Make a big noise? Of course. Yes. Okay. Um, and I'll turn to the bears. Listen. And I'm sure they're, like, munching on. It's like, listen. Listen. Remember how I said to follow me? I need you to make some noise. You're going to hear some loud noises, but we're going to get you out of here. Give me an animal handling check with advantage, please. Animal handling. Yes. Ooh, 19. Yes. You see all the owlbears just kind of nod their head and they stand up on their hind legs, their front paws just kind of like dangling down and they just begin to do like a hoot roar, like a almost like like Bluto from uh, Labyrinth as he's calling the stones. And I'll like point to Shadow like, go, do it. And it it is loud. This is like helicopter landing decibel loud because there's three owlbells hooting into the night nice as you do begin to see people at the windows begin to come and like they're all like what's what's going on out there um so yeah 
Shadow will just walk over and try and whack at one of the... Uh, so I'll get you to roll a d20. The DC to hit the chain is going to be five, but just roll it in case you roll a one. Okay. That would be a natural 20, so that's definitely not ah! You don't even need to roll yes! damage? Boom, you shatter. Nice. It's, it turns into this little metal shrapnel and boom, explodes. There's two chains left to go. As you see, the guests in the window now start to point down. I'm like, what the? As you see, that one owlbear just runs out and runs to the cart and starts gnawing, like just chomping away at the meat. <laughs> Shadow just kind of turns and thumbs up and starts walking to the next one. Yeah. Give me another roll. But I, and I'm going to grab the rope. And it's like, Bucket, help me out. Let's connect these chains to each other. That's right. smart. All right, and Shannon. I will try. And we will essentially, like, connect the ch- now the, the broken chain to the rope. And then the next broken chain to that rope. And then mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So that they're all, like, stay together. I love it. As soon as, as soon, I'll, have you, I'll say, like, as soon as one is ready to go, you'll be there to tie the next chain off. Mm-hmm. Shadow. Elspeth wants to uh, keep an eye out just in case Ignis comes back. Okay. That one was the 17. Boom. Roll me up your damage, please. Don't forget to add your magical weapon damage as well. Yep, 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 yep. Let me make sure of a thing real quick. Yes, okay. So it would be eight damage. Eight damage? You hear a chink. There is a big dent. You've put a big crunch on this lock you got to hit it one more time as you see everyone at the windows beginning with with drinks in hand begin to turn to each other going like what is what's going on here like what is i can do that in fact i believe give me just a second i can do that with war priest because i did an attack action i can do a bonus action as another weapon attack excellent do it up beautiful and that is plus five now so that is 18 18 is the exact number you need as the lock goes and shatters and eleanor and bucket are there to tie the chain off with the rope you have two owlbears in tow as that also goes running up towards the cart to chomp down on some meat on the ground you have one owlbear left as you can see uh, a couple of like those well formal guards on the second floor come to the window and they're looking at each other and like you can see just like their head nods like get down there right now and again another little thumbs up and then to the next one <laughs> another natural 20 yes <laughs> we're saving the animals <laughs> we're doing it you're doing it peter you smash <laughs> your warhammer down the shrapnel comes flying out and bucket and eleanor are there instantly to tie it all together you now have all three owlbears chowing on some meat with your your wagon pointed at the open garage door by the way i'm gonna say because this has been so excellent because of all the natural 20s because of all the role playing paint me this tableau all four of you of you rushing this wagon down the street with three owl bears in tow down the night streets of Waterdeep. Uh, I mean, so we leap back up up front, me and uh, and buckets, yeah. 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 I'm, uh, uh, proficiency in land vehicles. Right, my friend. Uh, I'm just you drive. You drive the cart. You drive the cart, buckets. You drive the hell out of that cart. Go. I drive the cart and I whip the horses and well. 
you know, in, in the way that you just pull on the reins mm-hmm. and uh, we take off in a cloud of uh, in a cloud of dust. Yeah, and I think that uh, like Eleanor is sort of like motion shadow, like let's go, and we'll follow on the other card behind, and just Excellent. like like it's so that that way that Eleanor can keep speak with animals going and just be like follow the meat, let's go. Because I also get you all to a new home with land vehicles. Perfect. Yep. This worked out <laughs> so well together. I love this. I love Dungeons <laughs> and, and Dragons. And, and as Shadow gets on the cart. Uh, they will uh, uh, basically mimic Bucket. Yeah. I drive the cart. <laughs> All right. So as you come out and you take that first corner, uh, Bucket and Elspeth, you look behind you and you notice that some of the meat has dropped off the side. And you're kind of, it's almost like, like you're mm-hmm. trawling for owlbears. As the three Perfect. owlbears come coming out, they do kind of like that dog slide on the kitchen floor and just kind of slam into the sides of the buildings and just like are scampering full throttle after your horse as you see the second cart come out behind you with a uh, shadow and Elsa just holding on as she's going, I drive the cart. Uh, Elspeth, you look back up to the roof of the mansion and you see kind of this little flame and smoke like foof, as you see Ignan at the top uh, kind of crosses his arms and kind of wags his finger at you like got me this time i give a little salute just a little like i you've been hard have a great night mcgregor's meats cut beep beep as you see it's like people are scattering like it's almost like the comical car chase of like people going one way going oh do i go this way do i go this way oh no i've got a paint a window going across the street as you just smash through (laughs) everything you smash through crates the owlbears are picking up chunks of uh meat uh, if you come back um you notice that the city guards the 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 city watch are like looking going like what the ah, i should probably call this in as you see a couple begin to chase in 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 footstep but they're nothing to match for the speed of carts and owlbears as you make mm-hmm. your way pretty fast up the main drag of of uh was it pony no not pony tower t- yeah it was pony Hor- pony street pony way pony way uh, i was gonna say horn street was the oh yeah pony way was the back Hor- alleyway yeah pony yeah way. horn street was the main and then up to thunderstaff yeah. probably takes mm-hmm. us to yeah, and that takes you to the back, uh, the pack stable. And as you're coming down, you can see Magical Owl is just kind of sitting there, arms crossed. It looks like he's fretting a little bit, a little concerned. And then he sees all of you. And he's like, whoa, as like this <laughs> train of wagons and alligators <gasps> and meat. and Open the gate! <laughs> you see him look around. This stable is not big enough for two wagons and three owlbears. And you see Alvin the donkey going like, so he looks and he goes, Alakablap! As you see this big golden portal open up and there's this beautiful kind of open forest and plains ahead of you as it just kind of like cuts through the side of reality. It's like, into the refuge, into the refuge, into the refuge, as you go through the portal. <laughs> and you all feel a sense of calm as Magical Al kind of Doctor Strange walks through and it closes up behind him. As you all feel calm, you see like these big rolling hills and you see giant kind of like ethereal rays floating through the sky. You see uh, purple giraffes with six legs just kind of gently antelopeing the way across the, the plains as you see him come across and you see him cast a spell and the owlbears immediately calm down as he pulls off the, the leather harnesses uh, as you see them kind of like look up and they all kind of just like, like just start licking, uh, licking his face as he's like, just kind of like, 
giving them scritches on the side. And he says, all right, unconventional, but effective. I like it. Uh, thank you so much for saving these owlbears. It, it means a lot. And it also means a lot that I shared my refuge with you. Uh, I can send you back anytime. Uh, but I don't bring many people here. This is mostly an animal thing. So it says a lot about you that I, I let you in as he pulls out, um, a big leather bag and he tosses it to you, uh, Elspeth McGregor. And it's got 1500 gold in it. Yay. Uh, this is, uh, <clears throat> I mean, this is great. It's lovely here. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. And we're happy to have saved these owlbears from whatever fate that fiery, delicious bastard had in store for them. I do worry about McGregor, though. Aye, we did sort of put him onto it, didn't we? Mind you, at the same time... He knew we were going to disguise, like we said right in front of him, I could disguise myself as him. And he wanted to screw them over anyway. So really, even if they zone of truthed him, all he can say is that it wasn't him. Works for me. Uh, he does know your name, though. My name? Not my real one. Love <laughs> And with that... I will draw a conclusion to this magic owl adventure with three owlbears successfully saved. Thank you very much for playing. That was wonderful. That was chef's kiss of a heist. That worked out so well. Podcast was produced by Miles Baker, Stephanie Cook, and Johnny Robertson.